Hello everyone, welcome to the Greenwood and Milner Show. We have just interviewed a legend. It's as simple as that. You don't really need to tell me to tell you more about what who we've interviewed. Um, Norberto Solano. Norberto Solano, the Peruvian magician, has been on the Greenwood and Milner Show. Sam, it's taken you a year. But yeah. you have a little bit of help from somebody from Newcastle fans TV who deserves a little bit of a mention. Yeah, shout out Liam, um, the dressing game warrior. Um, he's the one that found an in with um, Nobby's people um, who gave me his contact details and I've arranged it with with Nobby. Who, I mean, we're both as high as a kite because we've literally doing this intro five minutes after the interview's finished and gone out. Um I'm absolutely buzzing. It was worth the year wait. He's an absolute hero, an absolute legend, an absolute brilliant, brilliant man. Um, great crack, and this is this is a real treat in store for all of you listening. A hundred percent. I can't recommend listening to this podcast more than ever. Um, his passion, his humour, his generosity, his his everything. In regards to Newcastle United, um, Sam cannot be taken for granted. Yeah, um, all the more frustrating that our current ownership just completely turned their back on people like this, uh, people like Nobby Solano, people like Warren Barr and Alan Shearer, Rob Lee. You know the list. Shea Given the list goes on. Um, it's, he's just everything you wanted him to be and more. A hundred percent, and he talks about. Sunderland games when he first came to Newcastle, Diego Maradona, Diego Maradona. He's played with Maradona, and what he's doing now, and like it seems like a million years ago, watching him play for Newcastle and such very very good times. And then when you consider what we're watching at the minute, like we were over the moon with the last minute equaliser against Jamal Lascelles. Well, a couple of days ago, as we. Um, interview or Nobby Solano. So it's, it just seems such a contrast, doesn't it, Sam? Yeah, it does. I mean, just back on your point there, I mean, he's played with two of the greatest strikers in two eras, in Maradona and, and Shearer. Um, what a career he's had. And he's just one of the... I, th- I always say, like, I was speaking to a few of my mates before we did the Nobby interview when I told them I'd, we'd, we'd got him on. Um and we all kind of said the same thing about, you know, brilliant passer, brilliant crosser. Well, I think if he was, he, he was by no means slow, but if, if he had like an extra yard or two of pace, he could have been one of the best players the Premier League's ever seen. I know he, he makes reference to that um, it near towards the end, but he, he was just one hell of a player. I mean, what he'd be worth nowadays with that crossing ability and, and just that football brain, and uh, is lethal from set pieces and just can pick a pass from anywhere. It's, um, yeah, what what a player. Exactly, what a player. What a player, but do you know what, Sam? What a man. What a man. Yeah. Oh, it was just so good, man. Like, it, it was just so good. You have to listen to it. I'll just quickly mention um, a big thanks to our sponsors, Beer 52. Beer 52 um, have been a fantastic sponsor for us. Um, for the last year or so, or just under a year since we started the Green and Mall on the show. And if you want any beer, ale, or stout for five ninety five, you can get eight cans for five ninety five. That's just the uh, price 
of postage and packaging. So I thoroughly would recommend that. Um, but Sam, what a treat. An hour of Norbert Solana talking about all things Newcastle. It was it's it's a treat for the listener and it's been a treat for you and I. Um I mean I mean for me personally I've had Solano and Shearer in the space of a month, so I'm the luckiest man on earth. You had to mention it. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you about that time I uh, interviewed on Shearer. But no, this 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 is fantastic to do this one with you as well. Absolutely brilliant. Um it's 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 been worth the wait and oh god I, yeah I can't wait for you all to uh, to listen to it. Well, without further ado, it is the Greenwood and Mulder show and it is with Nolberto Solano. Of course, no problem. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Newcastle Fans TV. It's the Greenwood and Mulder show. We have got a very very special guest and he will be with us very very shortly, Sam. And um, for anyone that hasn't seen, there he is. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> a man that made over 300 appearances for Newcastle United and two spells at the football club. It is, of course, Norberto Solano. Nobby, welcome to the Green and the show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello, guys. Thank you very much. Nice to, to talk to yours. It's a nice to try to speak to Newcastle fans. Always we'll, we'll missing them. It's a, always I have a great time in Newcastle, so... It's my pleasure to be here. Sam, this is a man that you've wanted to track down for nearly a year yes. now, so you must be a yes. <laughs> Who doesn't... Right, show me... Uh, like Every Newcastle fan watching this, every Newcastle fan everywhere loves Nobby Solano. Show me, a, show me a Newcastle fan who doesn't love Nobby and they're not a proper fan. Nobby, you're an absolute legend and one of the best players we've ever seen in a black and white shirt. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to, to speak to you. Um, my first question to you would be, when you were playing for Boca alongside Maradona, was it a big decision to leave South America to come over to England? Well, first of all, I, I never thought in my life I would play, he will be my teammate, you know. <laughs> uh, my dream was one day to say, because they, of course for the age, between my age, it only was Brian and was... Um, uh, all the time say, I hope so. Yes, play against Maradona one game, I will be happy now. So, because he's, I thought maybe he got the chance to play for Argentina. I was playing when I was only 18 years old, I was playing already in the national team. So, I will be so proud if you see him. After the life, you see, you never know in football, start my career, start playing football, I get the opportunity to move to Boca Junior. And at the same time, have Maradona as a teammate. <laughs> it was uh, a dream. It was a dream. I know he's a, he was very, very special man. He's a great person, great footballer. It's a shame because, like I say all the time, I wish to play him when he was early, you know, maybe when he was in Napoli, maybe Barcelona in that time. Because I got members in the now in the national team from Argentina used to be his teammate. No, in the same age like him, used to play with them in the Argentina under 20s or in the, in, the, in the first team. And they told me Maradona was like, we see Messi now, it's very, very much like him. You know, probably. But uh, like I said to you, it was a dream. I never thought I will move to, first of all, to move to one of the big, uh, one of the big clubs in here in South America or around the world. Boca Junior will be interesting myself. So, so proud, so proud. He's a great, great person. Unfortunately, shame he's passed away now, but uh, he's lovely, lovely, lovely guy. I'm very, very lucky. I was very lucky. 
How did you find the standard, Nobby, when you first arrived in England? Because going from South America to England, completely different culture, completely different styles of football. How quickly did it take you to readjust and adjust to Premier League football? In the time when, when, when before, of course, the Premier League now is getting bigger and bigger year after year, you know? The Premier League now is the more famous, I believe, is the more... I think it's the more, more competitive leagues in the world. That's the reason uh, I, you can see now many South Americans, many best players now play in England. I was I knew a little bit before I moved to, uh, for us, English football wasn't that much popular or famous in that time. But I knew a little bit about, about, about Newcastle because Tino Astria was spending a little bit of time with, with, with Newcastle. So the Premier start to became, you know, but so I was when I get the opportunity, my agent called me, said, listen, um, um, Newcastle United interesting. Say, I said, Newcastle, wow, England, I'm gone. I, because I was dream. Every South American player has a dream to play in Europe. So, well, to be honest, when I arrived in, in Newcastle, I was, oh, I, I wasn't, first I was in shock how green is, <laughs> how green is England. Um, and the football, the fields, the fields is amazing. The training ground. Uh, well, first of all, meet the one of the best players, you know, great legends in there: Philip Albert, uh, Alan Shearer, uh, Robert Lee. Uh, well, Shea Given start to was very young, but start to his career there. Um, you know, Esteban Givarch in that time, Di Haman, all world class players. You know, was another. Dream in my, in my, happened in, in my career in football. Couldn't speak any English. Sorry, my <laughs> my, my English maybe still the same, but uh, couldn't understand nothing. Yes, zero, zero. But yes, try to yes. Got laugh. I follow them. Laugh and <laughs> I pretend to. I pretend to be. I say, oh, I try to get it on quick if you can, because it's only the way to get it on in the team to just try to to play to understand the, the coachings the thing. So it was a great experience. It was a great experience. It's a shame because in the beginning, when I arrived in Newcastle, it's a difficult time for Kenny Douglas. I'm very pleased with him. He gave me the opportunity to move to England because he signed me. And two, two, two months later, three months later, I think he left. He been sacked, and Ruguli arrived into the club. So Stuart Perth was there. John Barnes was there. So a little bit um, difficult time for Ruguli to try to build the team try to get a play with the young lads or using the, 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 the experienced players in that time. So it was tough. It was tough until Bobby Robson arrived, no? arriving to the club and set everything perfect, uh, get the team together. I start to make sure the players, everybody know when arriving to Newcastle. That's a, for, for me, I think it was the key to know how much passion for the, for the town, for the, for the club, how much the fans, the Jordi people love football. So it's true because I'm going to work in the industry. Five, six months later, people come over, they want to have a picture, want to have a sign it in the time. Now it's a lot of selfies in the time. So it's not <laughs> but, uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I didn't realize how much you in England love so much football. So, uh, so well, it was a, a, a wonderful experience. And from there, well, we start to build in the start to build my my career and then in the beginning like i said to you before a little bit difficult because the language 
change the manager. You don't know who, how, uh, you know, the, the different coaches, different uh, training. The training was completely different. Because, uh, like I said, but, but I'm switched off straight away. And uh, I was thinking, okay, I love here and I like it here. So that's why I try to, to stay longer if I can. When you first came over, how did playing at St. James's Park in the Premier League compare to, say, playing at the Bombonera? Because they're two massive yeah. stadiums with massive <laughs> atmospheres. How did they yeah, compare? I will, be, I will say, I won't, it's not fair to say the passion, because passion is for both sides. Anywhere you go, fans in Ukraine and Russia and Belgium, everywhere you go, it's a fans, it has a passion for football. The only, like you say, the mention is completely different. In England is like, a, always say, when I play football in England, going to the theater. It's so nice, so perfect, so people sit down. Imagine Boca Junior playing for Boca Junior, fans stand up behind the goal, shouting your name, give you a lot of pressure. Outside, they come in waiting for you outside. They depend the games, how you do, how you did in the game. So I would say it's different, completely different. But uh, like I said, the passion is still, but as you know, maybe England was the same many years ago. You hear what happened, you know, with the hooligans, people like that. They, I think, they go too too far away, you know, and the passion to to try to be fans of any club, support your team. But here was unbelievable, was um, uh, a little bit crazy, you know. Play the derbies against River Play. You go on the street and the, you know, taxi drivers, people working. Come on, we have to win. We we are not allowed to lose against. They call the chicken and the people from <laughs> from Argentina, gallinas. So. Well, it's a, it was completely, you know, different. But like I say, I'm I'm really enjoy playing every weekend. And honestly, when we play, especially at home, it's so so wonderful playing in front to fifty thousand people. You talk about Savoy Robson coming in, Nobby, and of course, so many people and so many former players have talked about how good Savoy Robson was as a man manager. But in terms of the position that he wanted you to play, how he wanted you to improve the team, was it very easy? to just basically just make it so easy for your strikers like Alan Shearer, Craig Bellamy. It, it seemed to flourish. Yeah, I think the, 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 what Bobby did, the first thing, it was very key for us, like I said to you before, the team spirit. The team spirit was fantastic. He, he recognised straight away what's going on with Gulli, maybe with Douglas, a little bit groups of the, in the dress room, small groups around the, the dress room. <laughs> so his experience recognized the things straight away and they made sure they say we made sure to everybody working together and and his experience start to bring slowly season every season start to sign in two three players good players like a, a Craig Bellamy um, well Kieran Dyer was already there but start to bring like a Craig Bellamy Laurent Robert Didi Domir the left back and the he knew what we, the team needed every season to be stronger and stronger. So, but for me, apart from that, he recognized bringing signing good player, very attacking team. He loved to the team attack. Uh, but um, and and the same time, uh, for me, the, the the key was to get the team together. I remember we used to training, have your lunch and disappear. With him, it was like you have your granddad at home. He said. <laughs> Everybody has to sit together. Uh, what time lunch? One o'clock. Okay, we have to sit one o'clock. Uh, waiting for him. And he said, okay, 
Everybody see? Okay, you can eat now. You have to go eat. And the same when you finish. When you finish, everybody has to make sure to that the granddad finishes his lunch and say, okay, you can go. <laughs> so what was was very good. I remember it was fun. We have a many. In the beginning was was the right thing he did to get the team together. But you know, when you used to just go quick, eat quick and go home to have a rest, things like that, with him was a little bit take a time because you know he was with all respect, an old man taking his time. He always we remember we were sitting in the where we used to sit in and the, we had to wait for him to finish his lunch and they say, okay, everybody can leave. We take a little bit longer and longer. We start to <laughs> the soul start to stamp in the table, you know, making noises like that. And uh, Bobby just come back, right? What? What happened? <laughs> you rush. What you have to do? You only play football. Why you want to go home die early? That's your life. <laughs> he went mad because we had to make noisy things like that. But he, like I said to you, he was very intelligent, very clever in that time. You know, the guy, you know, you know very well what, what, what we needed. And that's a, the good reason, I think. Well, that's, a, that's, a why, that's why we start to play as a team, try to reach to finish in the top four. And we, win, we enjoy. We enjoy great playing great football team. Was was he the best manager you've played under, Sir Bobby? Was he just num- absolutely number one? I always say I take it the best for any manager. I'm not the person to criticize much to say oh, how this guy doing. But the people I was all the time quite lucky in England playing. I spent many years playing for for different managers. I always play for them. So okay, you can recognize things now. In this side, I can see how difficult it is to be manager to to. To deal with situation, I remember I feel um, I take the opportunity to say for Glenn Roder families my condolence. You know, Glenn's and uh, one point we great soon get sacked. He take it over the team. He take it over the, the situation. He was a wonderful man, but I have to deal with him a lot of big big situation. Albert Luque, I have to be translate or Albert Luque fighting with with Glenn Roder in the dressing room. <laughs> I have to say everything because I take Glenn. Say no, what he say? Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't say so many bad words. So, so it was difficult. But I take uh, all the best for everyone, you know, natural person. Maybe I'm not too key. I'm not big fans of Big Sam. But, uh, well, it's still, I still, but Bobby, for me, I think was, I think the successful man, we can take a lot of them. You talk about 2001, 2002, 2003, Newcastle's better years. In recent years, it has to be said, Nobby, you played a massive part in that. Um, one thing I have to ask, you had yourself, Lauren Robert, Hugo Viana. How did you decide who was taking free kicks? It must have been almost <laughs> a fight to try and get a free yeah. kick because all three of you must have been thinking, well, this is mine, this is mine. Sure. No, yes, we we privileged to have that technique, you know, and the, and the set pieces always I'm on charge because I was the smaller as well in the team. So I have to go every corner because I can go going for headers or things like that. So normally I have to wait in the, for the second ball in the, in the box. But no, it's a practice. Laurent Robert can go a wonderful left foot. And like you say, Hugo Bayana. So yes, you know, sometimes we, we can play with this situation sometimes. I said to many times to Laurent or you, Hugo Bayana, I said, I know it's a you left foot, but I can't go from an outside because the keeper waiting for you to go. I love we can surprise him. So we get a lot of practice. It's nice to to 
it's good to have in the team people, you know, with set pieces. It's very important. Sometimes set pieces decide decide the games. You can win the game for look Newcastle. Newcastle is more about set set pieces now. <laughs> Score a lot of goals in set pieces than in the game. But it's a great opportunity as well. It's a great opportunity. But well, it's a good. We I enjoy. <clears throat> pardon, sorry, I enjoy very much. You know, I enjoy very much to to be challenged with them. Not just yourself, Robert and Viana, but there's also a little well-known striker called Alan Shearer who wanted a bit of the free kicks as well. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you, 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 you seem to have a fantastic relationship on the pitch with, with Alan. Um, the little layoffs you used to do for him for his free kicks and you were one of the best crossers we'll ever see for Newcastle United. Just how much of a, a dream was it and how easy was it to play with someone like Alan Shearer? Because you knew when you whip them crosses in, he will get on the end of them. Like I'm saying, I'm I'm very privileged. When you play, I've said this is sometimes people say how easy is play with go good players around. You know, we have a very good team, very good attacking team. Maybe we defensively as a team, no, no, not the best as a team. I'm saying, even even we have the back four wasn't the our our strong enough sometimes. But um, like I said to you, you just people you can read straight away. Alan with his with his ash ash lives, you know, it's moving like this. They put me the ball and then behind or give me to the feet. So it was. He, I mean, I've enjoyed very much. Another privilege to play with one of the best strikers for England. You know, the captain. He was a great captain, great person. Uh, you know, the guy always give leave, push in the dress room to say we need to win things, we need to push go forward. Great mentality. And like I said to you, is he is 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 the guy to say. Soon you get the ball, please put in the box. I will do the rest. So make it easy, control, whip the ball, and see what Mr. Shearer will do on the box. He'll enjoy to score goals so much. So that's why you have a good balance because Laurent Robert is well. He go powerful left foot, cross from the left, cross from the right. Alan go a lot of assistance because we have a good team. I mean, we, we have a, not just myself, you know, like I say, a lot of different players can assist in as well. So like I can say, say have a have a great time. It was easy because I have a very intelligent players around myself. You talk about the relationship with Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer scored a few goals against Sunderland, and you managed to get on a couple of goals against the Magnums over the years, Nobby. You just seem to understand what it meant to Newcastle fans in this game. And you talked about it previously at the very beginning about the derbies and how important it was. But what it must have been a great feeling to be the winner, the, the goal scoring winner. In 2003, when he scored that penalty, Alan obviously got injured early on in the game. And obviously, that 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 is just an amazing, amazing feeling. It must be to to score the penalty, Newcastle win against Sunderland. Newcastle fans obviously celebrating so much. Um, is that one of your best moments in Newcastle's shoes? Yes, all like you say, you're right. I remember that game. Always the derbies, how special it's for the fans, how much even you very close to city between the, the both cities, Newcastle and Sunderland, they rivals all the time. So, of course, uh, at the same time, it's a lot of pressure because normally Alan is the one should we take the penalty and I mean myself when I saw okay, I have to make sure to put in the net but it's a, it's a great feeling after the ball going in <laughs> before <laughs> before it's no to be honest before it's no it's a lot of pressure but when you go confidence in that time like you say we have we was playing great football 
we was quite strong against Sunderland in that year because we we quite uh, dominate in, in the derbies. I remember I haven't lost any only in the beginning when we drew two two we lost against Sunderland when Ruth Gulli was there. But after that we Sir Bobby we I don't think so we lose against them. Well, it's it's a great atmosphere. It's a great time. We know how especially for the fans when you win games like that. So. We, we go with that mentality to go into, into the pitch and make sure it's working hard and get results. Around that time as well, one of the big highlights for us all, I'm sure, was the Champions League run. Playing at the likes of um, Juventus, Barcelona, Inter Milan at the San Siro. Um, do you have like a personal highlight from that um, run in the Champions League and just how special was that season? Well, it was first of all, it's wonderful. I think it's one of the best competitions in the world. After you play for your country in the World Cup, I feeling is for any player will be the best competition. You know, like you maybe mentioned, going to the Junch stadiums like uh, San Siro, going to to Turin, going to play play Barcelona, Barcelona. So, oof, I, for us, it was a wonderful competition. Shame, probably we could do much better. It was a strong, <clears throat> always is strong when you get two teams like, uh, you know, Juventus in the same, in the same group, Barcelona in the same group. It's not, it's not easy, especially for us because we have enough experience to play Champions League. Maybe in that time, Man United, Arsenal, they used to, to play this competition regular. But uh, it was so, so wonderful to get into that, into that state, to, to go into the groups, see our fans follow us going everywhere. No, when you have to play, really, really proud. You feel, you know, enjoy your your name of your club going to play into into one of the best competition is is fantastic. So, but like I said to you, it was a wonderful experience for myself. Play against El Piero, and that time was Iniesta, yes, a young lad Iniesta, Xavi, Puyol. Well, so mega star, you know, superstar. Always in this competition, you will play against. We were talking to Andy Griffin um, not long ago, Nobby, about that Champions League run. The crazy he, one. The crazy one. <laughs> the <laughs> mental sick. I call him the mental sick. <laughs> why, do, why do you call him that? Oh, you, you should be asking him next time when you ask him why I call him like that. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a wonderful, it's a wonderful lad. You see, you can speak to him outside the pitch. But inside the training, he's a monster. He's a devil. <laughs> He kicked everyone. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. Um, but he talks about that Champions League, and of course he got the goal against Juventus. But one moment yes. that gets overlooked is that Dynamo Kiev game, in which your cross from or the corner rather um, was on on a sixpence to the late Gary Speed, who put it in the back of the net, and that gave us a chance on the last game of the uh, of the group stage in the Champions League or the first group stage. And um, what were your memories of playing against uh, playing with the likes of Gary Speed? For example, because again, a man who was well, well missed at Newcastle, and again, he, he seemed to be so important um, with the in terms of the younger players and the, obviously the older players as well. Well, shame, shame to speak about him because another wonderful, uh, wonderful person, wonderful guy. Is he was our second skipper or captain in the team? He's a guy when you hearing things or things happen to. Him, it is hard, it's difficult to to believe what happened with him, what happened to him, because he's always a punching lad. He's always want to the the players doing the right thing. 
you know, in training, he want to give it all the time, 100%, even he was the oldest in the team. But he always looked bloody, you know, he looked so fit, you know, strong. So it's a shame. It's a shame to him. But uh, like I said to you, he was very key, very key in the test room. Him, Alan Shearer, Che Given, people like we being a little bit, you know, few more years in the club. Well, of course, Alan being more time. But like I said, to make sure everybody arrives into the dress room or to the club to let them know how much is the football, how important is the football for the fans, how much people love the football in this town. So it's a big miss, like you said. Wonderful guy. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it was very important. It played a key role into that time when we were there. At that time, we had such a fantastic um, group of players. Um who did you kind of hang around with in the dressing room? Were you on the side of Shea Given, Gary Speed, Alan Shearer, Steve Harper? Or were, <laughs> were you the other side of the dressing room with Bellamy, Dyer, Jermaine Genus? Where were you? I, I was 50-50. For the for training sessions with this group on the left side, for the night outs with the other side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... Um, Honestly, I always try to be happy with everyone. I don't mind just be because it's Alan Shearer, he's a captain or this. No, I'm always being in the restroom. You can't speak well. You're asking people about myself. I can't speak to Aaron Hughes. He's a more Andy Griffith, the more boring lads and to talking about things. Andy O'Brien, the school boys. We used to call it the university boys. It's from the <laughs> college. That's Luke Footballer. They look from the college. <laughs> very happy boys, very, very well education, no, no swearing, speaking properly. And the, the northy side, the cheeky boys with, with Kilo, <laughs> with Bellamy, Titus, and, and that time Carton Core. And the other side with professionals, mixed, you know, what they, like you say, Stephen Harper, because being in the close zone. Alan Shearer, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Gary Speed. So, well, but I'm getting on, like I said to you, I'm getting on with everyone. You know, I try to, just, we have a good relationship. We go all, all, all together. We used to go, we have a good fans all together. So, well, like I say, it's very, very tough this room because they go characters in the eye. Especially, they only was 20 years old and the credible I already told to Alan. I won't say the word because it's <laughs> people listen. <laughs> but he already fight. I was there. I never fight with Alan Shira. He fight already in, in 10 minutes in the club. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's a proper character. You need people like that. You need players like that to, when you want to challenge to, to go for try to win. In the, I remember in the training sessions, nobody wanted to lose. It was, you know, because you go inside to the press room and take a piece or start to bluff about things. It's a very good. That's why I think it's, it's a very important to have a, people with different characters to win. A hundred percent. I completely agree with that. A lot of people have been mentioning in the comments, Nobby, about the trumpets, the Jordi Latinos. Um, why, why the trumpets? <laughs> Was it an every night out? And um, is, would you still play it now with what you're doing now? Do you still do it with the, uh, in the pro national team? Do you get the trumpets out and just do, uh, do it like all days? You know, I'm starting to get boring at home. That's why what happened is when I arrived into Newcastle, uh, I remember before from Boca Juniors to, to England, my friend bought me, he knew I liked a trumpet because I was playing in the band of my school when I was little. 
So always like a brass, brass instrument. I like a Latin jazz, salsa music, things like that. Always love it. My passion. I still love it. Um, so when I when I arrived into Newcastle, I remember my neighbors used to live in next to my, well, of course neighbors in next to my door. I was hearing people rehearsal with flutes, uh, trumpet, um, clarinet, things like that. So I, I, I come knock the door to my neighbor to ask him to say, with my poor English in that time, I remember I say, I need a teacher. I need so who is the teacher of of, of you your people or your kids? Sorry. Please let me know. Well, she sorted out. The guy knocked my door and had lessons uh, three times a week because I used to read the music. Uh, only the reason I play because I can read music from the school. I try to remember to come back again because from the time I left the school, come back to play trumpet was big gap. And my, even my mouse can <laughs> support one note. But um, was, was, um, I was very, like, I love it. I love the music. I start to get in, in rehearsals again. Uh, my, my, I remember my teacher called Peter used to play for Newcastle Symphonic and uh, he used to come to the, to the house twice, three times a week. And uh, from there, in one point, you start to get bored because you play by myself. I, went, I, I remember becoming a, a big fan of Newcastle. One of the friends, he used to play saxo. He said to me, no, I hear you like to play truck. You want to do some jammy together, blah, blah, blah. Get on with you, okay, we'll see you together. We start to play together. And after, hey, we, we, we need another, another maybe another trumpet player. We need another piano, another uh, drums, things like that. We start to do salsa. <laughs> that's the start to, start to play, play music, salsa. When one of the guys all playing the band was professional musicians. It's only myself, no professional. So I need to I need to start to do some gigs because these guys don't want to play for fun. They live in, they play for league. <laughs> I play for fun because my profession was playing football. So we start to organize rehearsals. That's the reason we start to go into the pops on the Sunday when we don't play football. Just go a little bit fun. So the salsa in Newcastle is popular because I think I'm starting to introduce to the people. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, I seem to remember, didn't you? Didn't you play in Shearer's Bar after the last game of the season uh, a few years back? I seem to remember. I think so. Yes, yes. I try to remember. Well, well Alan already stopped playing football. Yeah. And that time when he opened his bar, Shearer's, no? Shearer's. Yeah, we went in the town. The town is lovely, lovely. town everywhere you go, very, very friendly. People love everywhere you go in Newcastle. Because it's a small town. People love it, have it, enjoy life, no? 100%. It's still the same now, Nobby. I think if you walk back into Newcastle right now, I'm sure so many people would want to say hello and say thank you for the <coughs> moments that, you, that you've done. So, again, I think, I think I'll probably... It's still in the relationship, yeah. I think... Yeah, I mean, I'm still... My, Sorry, my girlfriend, she's, she's from Newcastle. Sorry. Say no, my my girlfriend, she's from Newcastle, so I'll go the reason to... Sorry. What I'm saying, I, I go still with the family, I go nephews, Still living in Newcastle, brothers living in England, so um, I'm still in, in, in connection. I'm like I'm saying, I'm it's in my second home. I always say Newcastle is my second home because apart from playing football, I think it's a very, very friendly town for everyone. Don't need to be you a footballer, make you welcome, you know. People don't need to you in the you're walking into Newcastle, people try to help, you know, it's very nice. 
that's why I love it, Newcastle. Of course. And can I can I ask again? You, you left Newcastle um, in two thousand and four to join Aston Villa. Who um, Newcastle just obviously just played a couple of days ago and managed to get a last minute equaliser. And um, how difficult of a decision was that to leave Newcastle at that point to join Aston Villa? Yeah, like I'm saying, what happened in that season? I remember uh, Bobby Rosson signing Lee Boyard, you know. Um, like I said, every season sign a player, we have a competition, fair enough. We all footballer, we have to be professional when you have a competition. Um, but you remember we played down, maybe you have a better memory than me, but we played the third time to play, to win knockout and to play off when we play in Partizan Zagreb. Partizan Zagreb, I'm a score the, the, the ball away. Uh, we, I didn't play the, 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 the second game, the second leg. I didn't play because I was injury. Uh, the team being knocked out through penalties. Yeah. No, So we didn't qualify. So that season, Bobby was saying, you know, we have a long season as usual when we play Champions League, the League Cups and the Premier League games. So we, we have a little bit of rotation in the team. I say, okay, fair enough. But the only rotation he started to do is only with me. <laughs> and... Uh, I say okay and wait and wait. That was on the beginning of September. I was quite disappointed when when we played Middlesbrough away, and even wasn't in the bench. He left me out uh, even in the score. That to me was quite shock and quite difficult. That was the last moment when I had to I'm organized to go and to see him on the office on the Monday. Say, Mister Gaffa, with all respect, I know I understand. Probably you football change. You probably not happy anymore with, with with my performance or not happy the way I'm training, things like that. Because it's complete. You let me out. No, no, be as you say. Don't worry. It's a long season. No, long season. Now we believe with September, October. Now we not playing much football. We know in the, we are not in the Champions League, things like that. So well, he start to probably he saw. You know how much I love the club. Probably say I will know. I will never leave. So I spoke to my agent when they come the opportunity alone, you know, to Aston Villa, David O'Leary called him to say, I, will, I want to know if to come. And uh, I don't think it twice because my situation was the same in, from all the season. So I say, Bobby, I'm 20 years old, 28 years old at that time. I, I feel like I need to play more football. Um, I wish you all the best and please let, let me go. Let me go. So that happened. So um, I'm a... Aston Villa showed interest in pay for me, I remember, a million, I think. And uh, I left. Bobby rang me in the last day. No, are you sure what you're doing? <laughs> Gaffa, I was in the dress room for four months, three months. You never called me. And now you're in the last when I leave it, you try to speak to me. But like I'm saying, it's, it's, uh, it's football. I never, nothing against Bobby. All, all having my respect. He was a wonderful man, wonderful ball. It's football. We need to make decisions. I was very lucky to Villa has a you know, play a lot of football regular. I was the Villa for Villa fans. I was the player of the season. But soon I hear, honestly, always my heart was to, to stay in the club, you know, in Newcastle. I know nobody can be forever, but I was feeling I couldn't stay to him, you know, to do better or good thing for the club. Until Alan and Stevie Harper start to get in touch with me. Season later, when, when Bobby just left the club, the situation as soon as I arrived into the club. So straight away, get the opportunity. I come to speak to David O'Leary. It was difficult, tough, because David O'Leary doesn't want me to go. If I go one more year, I left contract. But 
I said, please, I want to go. Family is over there. I go friends, blah, blah, blah. Finally, I arrived with Mr. Michael Owen that day. We certainly was a better player, Sam, don't we? Absolutely. Um, when, as you say, when you did go to Aston Villa, you had a fantastic season there. Um, but people sometimes forget because of what happened on the day. When you came back to St. James's Park with Aston Villa, um, I know you were on the you started on the bench, but that was the day of Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer having their kind of little fight. Um, <laughs> what what were you thinking when that was going on? Because you were like, was it a case of whoa, what have I, what's happened here since I've left? I was in that game. I was on the bench because I remember I arrived from Peru. I was in a, I was having international game and just flew straight away to Newcastle on the Friday. So next day, the manager, of course, spoke to me and said, no, we, we'll see how's the game and uh, I will let you put it in because it's too risky. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I was sitting watching the game and I remember we started winning. So I, I knew what was going to happen because, you know, in the pitch, probably you, you're only watching what's going on with the ball, right? Because they was talking each other when, when I think Boyer didn't give it the ball to Kiron. Kiron make a run and they start to both biting together. So just start to follow them. It was incredible. It was, it was unreal. I said, "Oh no, come on! That's only happened. That's only that's only happened in the in the in the dress room, so on the training ground. But no, I never thought it would happen in the in the, in the field. So well, they start to punching each other. Oh, and I'm stand up, and the referee come. It was it was very funny in the time. Very funny. Maybe I could have been embarrassed for football for the fans, but. Uh, well, as you can tell, footballers always had a different character. Boyer was a kind of guy. I remember when I arrived a year or a few, few, few months later into the club, come back and we team together like Lee Boyer, Kiron Dyer. They have a very good relationship. They play cards all the time and they, and they, they have a fun. So it's, it's part of the game. Remember, we, when we play football, we all have a, our our temper is very, you know, high. You know? So... Well, it was very funny. I know I'm watching again and again. I'm watching this. It's so funny. Nobby, <laughs> <laughs> um, is it right that you actually turned down Liverpool to come back to Newcastle? Yeah. Yes. I was in the way when Rafa Benitez at that time has an agent from Spain. He rang me in the, in the day when I was leaving to Newcastle. I said, oh, he was, he sounded to me very, very, he was very happy, you know, one of the big clubs in England, interesting for me, one of the best managers. I already gave him my words, you know, I was in the way, and just give him Birmingham because I was hit back into Newcastle because I go again for a medical exam, things like that. So, well, just sometimes made decision. I know we don't, Liverpool is a wonderful, great club, but, uh, well, yeah, my mind was already to thinking in come back to Newcastle. I couldn't not letting down people, you know. I haven't been talking with Alan, with Harper, with Shea, with Shearer before. So I say, I say, yes, I have to make my decision. Newcastle, straight away to Newcastle. Yeah. And now after happening things in the football, Liverpool that year won the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you can have a, nobody can have everything in football, you know. But like I'm saying, I'm always so pleased to come back to the club. Shame, probably in the second spell wasn't again in the club wasn't a great time. We soon as a lot of problems again with players, uh, 
soon as get sacked, and Glenn Roder arrived into the club. So it was a difficult time for him too, you know. Um, just some allies arriving later with this new owner, new people. He trying to change the club with so many people. He arrived more people than players when he uh, some allies arrived into the club. His member staff it was like a twenty people. <laughs> it was was quite crazy. Whoa, what's going on in here? And a shame that year, that season, because unfortunately for the fans, the team got relegated. But uh, yes, that was like I said to you all the time. I'm really trying to enjoy him into the club, play much football I can. That's what I was going to ask. Actually, how how was the atmosphere different from when you left under Sir Bobby to when you came back under Sunas? Because although the club wasn't performing as well. There were still some really good moments from yourself. Goals against Arsenal, goals against Everton. They were fantastic strikes that live long in the memory. Yeah, like you say, wasn't games like uh, wasn't the same. Uh, you, you, always when you, when when this thing happened into the club, very unstable. You won't have a result. You know, managers only not be that long into the into the team. Uh, I think after Bobby left the club. They should be probably thinking somebody is arriving and to make it for a long term, you know, not start to go for a short term. With that experience, we try, I knew it, yeah, get a start to getting older myself. Uh, Alan Shirewa left the club already. Uh, so you need to start to build in the team. I think that's happened to Newcastle in the last 12, 13 years. Hasn't built in a proper team. I mean, to to what what you needed, uh, I think my 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 experience, my small experience in football is, you need to get a build a team. It's not like uh, the best one of the best player every two years or, or every season you try to sell them. If you sell them the player, how you build them with good players? You can see now I've been following Winaldo. How Winaldo do playing so better football at Liverpool? How Sissoko play better football at Tottenham? How the boy. From Spain now, moved to Leicester. Uh, the Spanish guy, Perez. How he? So is something wrong with the club, not with the play? So I think it has to be something right. That's why I will say all the time, Mister My Ashley is a bit responsible for all this situation. You need to bring somebody and give it the opportunity, you no? Know, to to build a team, to to get successful, or to try to reach slowly, slowly building like everybody. You see, Southampton. You see Warren Hanton, how they play better food than us. Yeah. I mean, did you ever meet Mike Ashley? Because you were there when, with a kind of transitional period when, as you say, Sam Allardyce came in with a million backroom staff and, <laughs> and bought some pretty terrible players with him as well. Um, did you have anything to do with Mike Ashley and what was Sam like to, to deal with as a manager? No. Uh, I remember it was a guy, Lam- Lambert, Lambert. Lambais. Only I saw him <clears throat> because he was director, I think, of the club at that time. And uh, he's the one bro, Sam Aladice, and his staff, or these people. Uh, I was a little bit <clears throat> disappointing because the way I left the club, you know, sometimes when you spend so much years in the club, at least you need to people say at least goodbye bye, you know? Yeah. Yes, not really, not really care about anything. I remember. When that season arrived, Sam Allardyce, I was feeling, I say, oh, what's going on in here? His his style of football probably what would suit for him. Maybe we'll, we'll prefer somebody different, uh, no style of football. So um, 
I'm called. Uh, I'm. I went to see Samaladice in the preseason in Austria when we went to Austria to do the preseason. To say, Mr. Sam, uh, I don't know what what you thought about myself. I'm just only 30 years old, 31. I still maybe can do the the, the job, but I don't know how how you your opinion about myself. You you want me to stay or we can do I play the games in the preseason, even as a right back sometimes. So he said, Novi, listen, I won't promise to you anything. I will bring my I will bring my own players. Um, it's up to you. If you want to stay, you stay. If you know you want to leave. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Um just just the reason I left the club and went to, to West Ham. Uh, I told well, I told that's the reason I left the club. I went to West Ham. So from there, like I'm saying, is the club been difficult for uh, I know stay Steven Taylor as a young lad being at the club. I think you need more experienced players to, like it happened to me when I arrived into the club, was Alan Shearer, Gary Speed, Warren Barton, Stuart Perth, people with experience to let them know what's going on with the club, the team spirit, or show to you how it's about Newcastle, things like that. But now it's feel like, uh, I know the boys, <clears throat> sorry, I know the boys now is completely different. They are more professional, they don't drink much, they don't probably go on out much. Especially with this situation, but like I say, what we what we knew most about Newcastle because we enjoy when we go Saturday night, see the people come a, come around you to to show to you how much you love you or play for the team. Now is I think Newcastle lost that thing. I know we, we at the moment the problem with the pandemic, but when you're talking about from yeah, I, I'm speaking still talking to Steven Taylor. Say Steven Taylor, what's going on? No, no, you remember like yours, like you are as a team here, disappeared. It's gone. If everybody is a rifle, it's like I'm saying, sometimes it's because the head of everything is not shown to you. I don't know when it's Mr. Marashi. I haven't seen one interview in the last 13, 14 years to say he thought about the club. I know people listen, people complain, people, a lot, you will, as a fans, want a lot of things, but he's like a, just no blind, blind, no no one to hear anything or no one to see anything. In that way, I think the connection you start to lose, you know, and it's not good. Would you ever work for Newcastle? Would you ever be a coach or a potential manager in the future, Nobby? Maybe not under Mike Ashley, but if they say something down the line in your coaching career, would you ever consider it? Oh, of course. We um, 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 do my coaching badges six, seven years ago. I'm being coaching in Peruvian professional team already. I'm working in the national team. Always is a challenge. Um, like I said to friends when speaking, when they get the opportunity in the future to to go coaching, even League One, uh, League Two to start from the scratch or championship, whatever is the opportunity. I see Lampard, like England give the opportunity, like Lampard with probably the same generation, Steven Gerrard. So nothing to lose, nothing to afraid. I've been learning enough. To, to be coach and after this is the game you can be nobody in, in the football in the game before the game we can be the best managers or and after the games but before we know it won't be easy that's why I try to get a more experience and experience you see one day we might get the opportunity in Newcastle I will be more will be more than a pleasure because you know my feelings even I'm not working in the club I've been applied for so long we try to work in the club or I think Lee Charnas, I think, is not really happy with with myself, or I don't know, we ex-players, because I've been sending my CV three, four years ago. It looked like I've been playing for Sunderland. <laughs> no way. 
it's wrong. So it's so wrong, and that's that's it. Really irritates me because this ownership they should be welcoming back players like Nobby, Warren Barton, Rob Lee, Alan Shearer with open arms, not like Nobby says they're not acting like they played for Sunderland for so long. It's wrong. It's wrong the way Nobby left Newcastle. It ha- the same thing happened with Shea Given. The same thing um, happened with Stephen Taylor. It's it's just wrong, isn't it? It's, it's quite sad, really, when you think about it, isn't it, Nobby? Yeah, shame. It's shame because we, we try to give... I know we understand. We, we have a decision. He's the owner. He can do whatever he wants. But like you say, he's, if you see like a Chelsea, how... No, Chelsea give you the opportunity to Lampard or, or people like that because you need what I'm saying to you, the club need to come back to have an identity. You know, you need to have a people I say how many years been very, very the academic. You thinking about Newcastle Academy, how many players develop from the academic. You have a great facility. You that door I always say in the academic, you should be the door, you should be locked, the door should be open to any young boys. Coming to go and try, no has to go through the too many papers work. You know, you now if he, this uh, scout don't call you, or this scout no. Come on, my friends. Football, I get the opportunity here in Peru. Doors were open in one of the big club all the time for any talent to arrive. But you never know. But now it's tough when you lock the door or say, okay, if you the scout doesn't like you, because we all have a different views. You probably like a display, I like a display, but. Especially in that age, I believe you need to give the opportunity for a little bit of time. You cannot try one player for two weeks to say it's good enough or not good enough. Who's playing great football? You have to think in the young lads, go there with a lot of nerves. Even we professionals arriving to the new club, we have a nervous to start things again. But if imagine with the young lads, only 10 years, 12 years old, you need to give it time to them, building, developing, coaching. That's why you call the word coaching and make it to produce into your club because you waste too much money in every season. You go and sign a player for everywhere. So what happened with the academic? It's only it's only in the in the in the window to show people we have an academic, but it's a shame. You have to be worried how many years in there. But is the way is the the club it's a shame. I hope so. Maybe one day they, they could change because as I'm saying the time the, how much passion go the city. The town people love football. You don't think will be footballers around the, I don't know, in South South Bohem and and Billy, what was the name them, and Gayset and everywhere around Newcastle. Should we be a talent there? But open the door, no lock. Open the door. Come any day, welcome every day people to sit in there coaching. Let's, let's see. So we'll see, my friend. We'll see if we, if we change one day these things. Of <laughs> Harper there now. I hope so. I will send the text to Harper. <laughs> Open the door. Don't lock the gate. Open the door for the talents. Nobby, do you think that Newcastle will survive this season? We are just currently two points ahead of Fulham in the, in the bottom three, who have been on a fantastic little run, beat Liverpool at Anfield last Sunday. Um, Newcastle can't seem to pick up a win at all. They've picked up three points in the last three games against teams that we could really could have got three points from. Um, do you think Newcastle have enough to stay in the Premier League this season? I think maybe because when you have a, what happened to Newcastle is, is two, three teams in the same situation. You know, when you got a two, three teams, the situation is um, you a little can you play, maybe allowed to lose or draw a game because like a Fulham, like a 
like uh, Brighton, they are close too. So it's <clears throat> only, like I say, only wish I think is close to, to the team surviving. You know, it's, not, it's nothing to do. Even we, we're not happy with, with Mr. Mike Ashley or Lee Charles or whatever is in charge in the club. I think we have to always wish the best. But I think Newcastle just just to survive, I think, because Fulham, not, Fulham has a well, loss against Manchester City. Oh, Brighton has a great result today. Um, well, we'll see it now. Is it, it depend on how? So, I mean, in that way, Bruce, Bruce got experience. Bruce will put the coach in the back. He's sitting there, and <laughs> you know, and after from there, get result. He's very lucky manager, I think. Very lucky yeah. manager. Go on, Sam. Yes, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, one thing I do have to ask you about, Nobby. Um, Everyone wants to know your opinion about Rodrigo Vilca and um, how much are you keeping an eye on his progress? Do you think the move <coughs> to Newcastle was a good move for him, given his young age, and how good is he? The thing is, um, I think the time for him is a little bit will be a little bit short. Why is the reason? Because, <clears throat> as you know, if you go under 23 tournament, you certainly have an age it's only until short uh, I think the age is only under 20. That's why I call under 23. Yeah. Mm. I think the boy always and take it from my experience. He's a good player. He's a good talent. He just played in Peru only for a year and a half. We always say at least before any Peruvian player go anywhere around the world, you at least you need to have a four season, five season in, in your own country to build them. It's a, for him, it's a great opportunity. I wish to him all the, uh, the best, but he arrived in the tough, difficult situation. How Steven Blue will see him once he, or to, to get the opportunity to see him when you're fighting for now for this situation, play for relegation. You won't see any young lad. You won't take any risk. But uh, like I said, he's a boy. It will take a little bit of time to adapt him into the English game. It's a, it's a big thing for him is now to see what's going to happen to him because he has a pretty bad injury at the moment. He will stay in the club for another few months because a lot of rumor for him to go on loan somewhere else. It will be, um, at the moment, I think it will be with him unpredictable because, like I'm saying, the time for him, the situation of the club. But I hope so. I hope so. He's a Newcastle player. I hope so. He can first of recover and see what happens because even I see great players like Albert Ruque, Marcelino arriving to the club, they didn't. You know, the struggle, the struggle to get into the Premier. So, uh, English football, um, I was very lucky. I was very lucky. Uh, Nobby, last couple of questions before we'll let you enjoy your Mother's Day with your family. Um, Favourite moment at Newcastle? I will say that time when we reached the first time into going to the group to finish in the top four, you know, we... We, I think it was a game, I'm um, scored for three against uh, Leeds. No, I don't know if it was the second season when we finished in the top four or the first season. I'm not no, no good in memory. But that, that year, to me, was fantastic. Play for something, you know, play for a challenge for, for win anything, to reach to be in the top four, uh, get to the Champions League. I believe that was a great time for the club. What was that? Can I tell you, Sam? I don't know if you're going to ask a question, but that moment when you've put the ball in the back of the net against Leeds... And the fans are literally right there <laughs> in front of you. I remember, I remember it was near, but it was very, very close to Christmas. And the Leeds were three one up, and Newcastle managed to get back in it. And what? It was amazing. 
You, you know, we, we go when we was, even we was two, two, one down, three, one down. We still got confidence because we get, you know, we get, we creating situation. We creating chances. So we knew it when we went to halftime, we want to turn the game. You know, we was a little bit looking that penalty against Baca. I think with the bar, I don't know if we give it the penalty or no. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> and uh, we, we went three, two. And after we, we were confident to win turn the game. So when in that moment it was fantastic. We was game very open game. I mean, Leeds attack, we attack, we attack. So we ended in the in the that good contra attack. We Kiron let me put the ball in behind the the left back from from Leeds. I didn't realize how much pace I got. <laughs> Everybody was taking pieces. No, you not you not have it too much pace. Hey, come on, my pace is in here in the head. <laughs> so I scored the goal and it was emotional, you know, because we knew it. We made sure Leeds stay behind us with a little bit gap of points, you know. So it's a great time. I think we have a great time in, in that season. I love that. The, just shows the belief. Two one, three one down against a team like Leeds, and the belief is still there to go and get the result. I mean, that's what's yeah. missing from today's Newcastle. That's just quality. Mm -hmm. Nobby, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you for this last hour, and I think on behalf of all Newcastle fans. Um, thank you very much for your service. Thank you very much for the memories because it, when you look at the current day, we have to get reminded of the, what the good times of being a Newcastle fan is all about and what you did at Newcastle will certainly not be forgotten by a lot of Newcastle fans. So thank you very much. No, thank you to you guys. Thank you to you. It's in, always lovely to speak to, to the Newcastle fans. I wish you everyone all the best. I know we have a tough moment around the world, very difficult time, but... We will, we will win. We will win. We have to be patient. I hope so the vaccination arrives quick in Peru too. <laughs> yeah. I so mean, everybody well, will be will be better. So you're looking, you already go already. Come on over for the game on Saturday. Bring your boots, bring the trumpet, play for Newcastle <laughs> against Brighton, get the three points, get the vaccination, and then back to Peru. Happy days. It, it will be lovely. It will be lovely, but <laughs> I think so. Nobody allowed to come in into England yet. <laughs> this podcast will thank be you, thank you Nobby this podcast will be available in the next few weeks and it'll be across Spotify podcast iTunes everywhere so please download that and tell us what you think of it but for myself Sam Miller and of course the legend Norberto Solano we'll see remember, you all very remember very this soon. boy guys remember this boy my little one one of the my little ones he will be it's a right foot like, like my like my <laughs> like oh, sign like him up now sign him up now quick <laughs> I hope so. The gate is still open in the academic in the time when I'm over there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Thanks very much, guys. We'll see you all very, very soon.